Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Groover. And I'm Jason Mefford. Hey, everybody. I don't know why I did a little weird <laughs> <laughs> with my voice that time. I don't know. Just trying to be a little bit more animated. Jason right. Mepper! Mepper! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Hopefully that oh. made you laugh. And that was that was a good, uh, it's always, it's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. Yes, it um, is. But today we're not going to talk about laughter, but we're going to talk about another L word, which is... Lyme's disease. No. Lemoncello. Oh, lemoncello. Oh, I love lemoncello. lemoncello. Oh. Uh, no. no. Limericks? Oh, there was a young... No, it's probably not no, a good not idea. That one. No, we're going to talk about learning, okay? Oh, okay. And um, I mean, the reason for this is this is one of my passions is lifelong learning. And um, so, I mean, I own two training companies for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Because I like to help people learn. And um, it just surprises me how little we're taught about how to learn, in fact, unfortunately, most of the schools, you know, they, they, they do what they can, but we're mm -hmm. usually taught to rote memorize things. And that's really the worst way and the lowest form of learning. And so we thought it'd be fun to just talk a little bit about learning today, mm -hmm. because there's actually, at least kind of the way I usually talk about it, kind of four things you have to do to actually learn something. And so again, even though you're, you're doing a, a basic part of learning by listening to this podcast, if all you do is listen to it, you didn't really quote unquote learn it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and the other thing that we have to remember, and I know we've talked about this is how people learn. Is it visual, auditory, or kinesthetic? You put on an audiobook, you might as well play white noise. I'm not going to get anything out of that unless I'm really trying hard. <clears throat> and it's funny, my boyfriend was trying to explain something to me and he was just talking. And I finally said, it's not, you know, can you show me what you're talking about? And so we were on a hike. And so we stopped and we had rocks and he showed me what he meant. It's the kinesthetic visual of if this does that, then this comes forward. We're playing this strategic, almost like risk sort of game online. Mm -hmm. And it took him doing rocks to show me how this was working before I would actually grasp or grok what he was saying. So make sure, as a side note, make sure you're really tapping into your type of learning. It'll make it easier for you. Well, and because you use the word show me, I'm guessing that you're predominantly a visual learner. Visual kinesthetic, yep. Uh, Talking okay. at me, too many words, I'm not getting Too many it, words, so. right? So yeah, even, so here we'll throw, we'll throw in a little tip here for everybody at the beginning, right? Because like Kathy said, it's important that you, that you kind of realize we all learn through all three of those ways, right? And so you can remember VAC, V-A-K, mm -hmm. visual, auditory, kinesthetic, VAC, right? Um, but, but there's even, even though you may be learning through one of the means that's not as, not as predominant for you. So let's take, let's take that example of the audio book. As you're listening to the audio book, if you focus your attention on the book and try to actually visualize a little bit of what's going on in the book, even just in your mind, even if your eyes aren't closed, you're not seeing like, you know, bright 
pictures of stuff happening. Which is good because I tend to listen to them in the car. So yeah, that would be, don't close your eyes in the car. Yeah, no, that would be. Hmm. But but even some little visualization of the things that are going on, you yeah. know, like one example I use is with the word pop potpourri, potpourri, mm. right? I and if you it, and if you visualize a pot pouring, as you hear the word potpourri, it helps you to remember it better. In fact, it actually helps you to well, see, remember how to spell the word too, because it's pot that's true. poor R-I is how you spell it. Pot poor yeah. R-I. Um, anyway. One, it's so funny because when you say pot potpourri, I smell like I can smell what that potpourri would be smell like if it was boiling on the stove. So it's so interesting the way we, ah. Well, and see, and see, that's why most of the people um, talk about VAC visual auditory kinesthetic yeah which again three of the five senses when you bring in the other senses like smell uh, uh and and touch you know as or kinesthetic taste. touch is kind of the set you know but but um it, it's it's the the more of your senses that you can bring into your learning the more you're actually going to learn yeah right? and this was i believe as you talked about school they have you just memorize things by rote so much of learning in school was just auditory especially something like math i still to this day cannot do word problems i don't want to get on a train i don't want to know what it crosses in baltimore and how many times it takes to get there and you know that stuff just <laughs> terrifies the crap out of me why but why is this my job do they not have schedules i don't understand trains anyway <laughs> they would just talk about it you know this conceptual stuff that they would just talk about and my brain's going disconnect 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 if you showed me what you were talking about, then I could get that better. You know, it was just, it was a weird situation for me trying to learn. Well, and it's kind of funny because it's, um, <sighs> there, there's, there's little tips and tricks that you can learn to, you know, in, instead of, so for example, let's, let's take the rote memorization, right? Usually in school, they would tell you, you know, when did Columbus, you know, come to America? Well, he came in 1492. You need to remember 1492, 1492, 1492. Write it down, 1492, 1492. And, and after a while, after, after long enough, you can probably get it, right? But it's, it's easier to actually do some little learning hacks like this one. Columbus sailed the ocean blue, blue in 1492. Okay, you knew that too, right? That's, it's, that's a much easier way to remember the 1492 because you're bringing in a, a rhyming or you're kind of creating a little song out of it mm -hmm. will help you now to remember. So all you have to do is Christopher Columbus, boom, you know, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, right? We got the rhymes on the end. But here's my question. Who cares? About Columbus in 1492. Right. I mean, it's like the, the stuff that I, I've, I've not had to use that at all today. No one today was like, Kathy. When did Columbus know. come to America? <laughs> because he wasn't, the whole, it's a whole debate about that. I mean, get into the politics of that. But I mean, it's yeah. like the things that they were having us learn have no bearing on my life today. Right. They didn't teach us how to balance a checkbook, do your taxes, communicate with your spouse, discuss your needs, have good, strong psychology, have good critical thinking. They had us memorize these stupid things that have no bearing on our lives today unless somebody stops you on the street during a game show and tries to make you look stupid because you don't remember when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You know, so it's like learning to me has to be customized. Well, we've gone off. I have anyway. Learning to be <laughs> customized to who we are and what we need to function in life. Well, if I'm going to be a historian or a 
sales boat. Where am I going with that? Sales boat. A, a maritime Sailor. person. That's what it is. A maritime. Oh, then okay. I need to know when Columbus is sailing. But other than that, you know, we're told to memorize these things that are taking up space in our brains. They don't actually have bearing on real life, which always confused me as a kid, and I kind of rebelled against that. I think. Well, and that's why, because because too, I mean, it goes along with these four things that I'm going to talk about here, right? Sorry, is, we'll get to that. Go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to this because actually, it's it's um, you know interesting what you said. So so when you think about um, learning in general, there's really kind of three things that you need to have for you to want to learn to begin with, mm -hmm. okay? And then once these things are kind of in place, or you have these skills, then if you think about the learning path process there's really kind of four steps that you would go through. So, mm -hmm. but before you have to have motivation, mindset yeah. and methods to help you with learning, right? Mm -hmm. So again, if you're not motivated to learn when Columbus came to America, it's gonna be really difficult for you to remember yeah. that, right? Because again, it doesn't motivate you. There, there's nothing along with that. You know, the mindset goes into, again, some of the things around, uh, you know, literally the, the, the way you kind of uh, set your mindset when you are learning yep. helps you to go directly into your subconscious. Um, and then the methods are some of these different skills that you can use to be able to help you remember things like, you know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. That's a method mm -hmm. to be able to help you learn those things. Now the learning process actually is you're gathering knowledge, skills, mm -hmm competencies or what some people sometimes refer to as abilities and then through experience that is how we actually learn mm -hmm. so if you think about and kind of break down each of those right so even you know everybody listening to the podcast today right well we're we're providing you with knowledge but knowledge by itself doesn't mean you've learned it mm -hmm. we've given you a little skill in our little columbus example right there's a skill that you can learn and apply, you know, against the knowledge that you have. But that first part, the knowledge and the skills are usually given to you in school or in the training or whatever you're doing. Yep. Somebody else is providing that to you. The last part of it, the abilities or competencies and the experience side of it is your responsibility. And what I find is most people stop with the first two. That's why they don't ever actually learn a lot of stuff because they're not doing the active part on their side. Yeah. So in that abilities or competency area, it's, you know, again, part of that is kind of the integration. It's looking mm -hmm. at the knowledge, it's looking at the skills that you created and applying it to yourself, right? It's integrating it, it's figuring yeah. out based on this knowledge and these skills that I've, that I've get, gathered, how can I now incorporate that into my life to develop competencies mm -hmm. around those knowledge and skills? Right. It's also some of the reflection, you know, because again, sometimes when you read or hear something, it's that time of reflection when things kind of hit you. You get those thunderbolt, mm -hmm. lightning, light bulb, whatever you call them, kind of ideas that come in, okay. that's part of your integrating those abilities or competencies. But if you don't practice it yeah. and actually have experience trying to take that knowledge, those skills and those competencies or abilities that you developed and actually practice it, yeah. then you're not going to fully learn it either. So you've got to go through the whole process. 
Well, and it's interesting. When I was growing up, I was in dance class and, you know, we would learn these ballet skills where he would tell us the name of it in French, which we had to memorize. We had to do the skill over and over and over again till that it was just by rote. I know, I still know what a petite bat sort of coup de pied is. I know how to do that. It's ingrained oh, it in my brain. It means little, little something, but I don't yeah. know what the rest of the petite words mean. Petite bat small beats uh, with the foot on the leg. Petite bat sort of coup de pied. The fact that I just rolled that <laughs> off there is something else. Uh, but I remember there would be, times in the acrobatics class where it was he would show us how to do the skill but we had to prove to him we could do it three times in a row or we couldn't check that off to say we learned it so there have been times with the trapeze now it's like i'll do a skill and everyone's like yeah you got it and i'm like no didn't get it yet if i can't that was a fluke if i can't do it 10 times in a row i don't got it and now that we're not doing any trapeze because of you know having to stay at home who knows where my skill level is? I'm going to have to relearn and retrain my body to do a lot of that stuff. Just like math. Oh God, you know, back to the math. It's like, I tried to figure out a percentage the other day. <laughs> and I'm looking at these numbers going, put that one over that one. <laughs> I had to finally Google how to do a percentage again because I couldn't remember how to do it. I don't use that every day. You know, so it is, you're, you're right. It's about that competency and that experience in doing those things. Now with something like driving, we don't have to think about how to do that. We just automatically, it's become automatic for us. So what are those four? Wait, we yeah, pulled up. It, there, there, there's are. actually four different ways that you can think about this or, or kind of stages mm -hmm. that people go through as well. Yes, I got them. Um, you, got, you got them? You want to go through yes. them then? Sure. So first we have unconscious incompetence. You are unaware of the skill and your lack of proficiency. You don't even know the trapeze exists. Yep. Then we have conscious incompetence, where you're aware of the skill, but you're not yet proficient. God, I wish I could do that layout. I'm going to try that sometime. Mm -hmm. Then we have conscious competence, where you're able to use the skill, but only with effort. So with every swing, I'm going, okay, I have to point my toes. I have to get my hips up. I have to, you're doing it right, but you're having to think through it. Unconscious competence. This is awesome. I love when we get to this point. That's where you're performing the skill and it becomes automatic. Kathy, throw a layout. Okay. And you just do it without thinking. Used to it. Well, and you, and you can tell because that's, that's the difference, you know, again, between people that have actually mastered something is, is when you're mm -hmm. in that unconscious competence side of it. You know, when, when, when a, a batter goes up to the plate, and especially in Major League Baseball, by the time that the pitcher releases the ball, it's less than one second before it crosses the plate because this thing's going wow. anywhere between about 80 and 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. The batter doesn't have time to consciously think on what to do, right? And so again, that's why they've gotten to this conscious uh, you know, unconscious competence to where their body just reacts as it needs to, because in a split second, their subconscious actually sees the ball where the pitcher's hand releases and everything else for them to be able to do that. Now that comes from sometimes years of learning, but again, it's, it's a way for us as we're looking at some of those you know, knowledge and skills that we're developing. And through our experience, we improve our competency level. Yeah. And that's what those four phases really kind mm -hmm. of talk you through. And what's so difficult, once you reach unconscious competence, is trying to teach that to someone else. 
because you just do it so naturally. I mean, it's yeah. like, how do you walk? If you had to explain uh, to somebody, how do you walk? Because it's not about putting one foot in front of the other. That's not what it is. But to try to then break that down as an instructor, especially for something physical like a trapeze trick. And it's one of the things I really try to do is I try to break things down so specifically. Hey, can you grab me the lettuce? It's on the bottom shelf to the left of the eggs. Like I specifically do that as an exercise because it trains me to teach better um, and to coach better when I have the ability to step out of that unconscious competence and break it down for somebody else to do. So, so there are times where I'm overly, not overly simple, but overly explanatory mm -hmm. word, in my instructions to people because it's a practice for me too of how to explain things, you know. To other people. I have a funny story. My do tell. I w I, my father was incredibly good at teaching people whether it was bowling or how to throw a football or he was very specific in his directions. So when I was a little kid, he was doing something outside and he needed me to turn the water on. So he said, Kathy, can you go downstairs, go behind the furnace? Cause that wasn't a scary thing for a kid. <laughs> go behind the furnace and at hip level, there's a knob, turn it to the left to turn the water on. Very specific instruction, great go down the stairs, behind the furnace, behind the furnace, behind the furnace, knob, hip level, turn it. Nothing happens. Tick, 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 behind the furnace, back upstairs. He goes, why didn't you, did you do it? And I said, yeah, I turned the water on like you said. Nothing happened. I did it. I knew I did it right, the way he explained it. He's like, okay, I'll go check. Comes downstairs. Da -da 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 -da. Guess where his hip level is compared to my little five-year-old body? <laughs> I emptied the entire water heater into the basement <laughs> because he didn't take into account that when he said hip level that was my head level my hip level was the low one where the hot water heater was i emptied the entire hot water heater into the basement good lesson good lesson yeah uh, but yeah you know Ian, and even as you know you did what he was asking you to do mm -hmm. right so so again a little hack on learning like we talked before about think back on the vac visual audio auditory kinesthetic right and i keep doing that on purpose folks because you're going to remember it better vac v-a-k chunking down is another way to try to learn it's another mm. skill set that we can talk about later maybe but um but you know as he was giving you those instructions because you're a visual person probably in your mind you weren't just trying to memorize what he was saying but as he's giving you those directions he's saying kathy go down the stairs in your mind, you're thinking of yourself walking down the mm -hmm. stairs, go to the furnace, you know where the furnace is, you're visualizing the furnace. Yep, totally. You know, and um, the, the more that he does that, you're actually processing that visually, mm -hmm. and it's actually helping you to learn and be able to go and do what it is that you needed to do. Yep, and do you have any idea, Jason, and maybe we don't, this is something we could look up, um, where we get whether we're visual, auditory, or kinesthetic, because my father was an incredibly visual kinesthetic person, and he taught me pretty much how to do everything. Does, do we shoot out of the womb learning a certain way, or does that come from how we're taught by our primary caregivers? Um, I, I don't know the exact on it. There's probably some nature and some nurture side of mm -hmm. it. Um, probably more of it is nature than nurture. But, but what we can do as well is we can learn and we can adapt as well. Yeah. 
I mean, this is another thing that we've learned, you know, the last 20 years is the brain, people that your brain stopped developing at about eight years old. Yeah. And that's just bullshit, right? Your brain Thank is God. very resilient. It does change. You can train it. Yeah. You can do all these kind of things. Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. And, um, you know, but with it, usually people are, have a predominant way that they choose to learn even though like i said we all use all of them mm -hmm. in fact we use smell as well yeah. even though people don't normally talk about that in back because usually that's more of a you know corporate or school environment and mm -hmm. people aren't pulling out you know cinnamon sticks and doing other stuff at school necessarily but but that is another way that we learn as well there are some you know if usually most people when you kind of talk to them and and you see the words that they're using you can kind of tell what your predominant learning styles are yeah you know like you said you said well show me how it works okay yeah. if somebody can says show, show me, me how too many words can you yeah. show me right if somebody says tell me okay they're probably auditory Right. And so again, we can start to learn um, kind of predominantly what we are and then use that uh, in, in how we're learning as well. But you yep. can, like I said, you can use all of them, even, even though you're visual, if you're listening to audio, visualizing a little bit about what you're being told mm -hmm. helps you still kind of remember that better than if you were to just sit there and try to remember and memorize what's being said. Right. Absolutely. Well, and this is one of the reasons I like watching CNN other than my completely unnatural crush on Anderson Cooper, uh, <laughs> because I listen to the guests and they, they typically start their sentences one of two ways. They'll be asked a question and the person will go, look, blah, 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 blah. Or they'll say, listen, I hear you, you know, or I feel you. I, you know, it's pretty rare that I say I hear you because that's an auditory languaging. Um, the other thing is if you have the ability to listen to, to notice, to observe what the other person does you can match their communication style and you're going to get your message across better that's a whole you know um uh nlp thing is matching that person's speaking style so that you or learning style so that you can get your point across better yep. Yep. i think we've once again blown through blown our through our time <laughs> but hey you know what i learned today is columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 he did. Well, you knew that be before. So useful today <laughs> in everything I do. But see, here's what's funny. I can remember every joke I've ever been told. I have a massive database of jokes. Because it's important to you. But I can't remember what I did 20 minutes ago. <laughs> That's all right. We need jokes more than what you did 20 minutes ago. I could have done something bad. Well, I was with you 20 minutes ago. So. <laughs> We were doing a podcast 20 minutes ago. What we are you were talking doing about? a podcast. You know I what know. you were doing 20 minutes ago. I know. <laughs> okay. And man, the sun is just following me no matter where I go. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to be down on the ground soon. <laughs> Thank, you for... Thank you for coming. I'm, I'm laying okay. down now. All right. So everybody, uh, you know, so little, little recap again, you know, if you really want to learn stuff, it's more than just getting the knowledge from reading or learning a couple of skills. You actually have to integrate these things. Yes. Do your part of it by, you know, trying to, to develop those abilities and competencies, kind of those four that we went through as you kind of move up with that. And that comes through experience. So if you really want to learn stuff, you actually got to do your part.
Yeah. Um, but when you do, then you'll actually learn it. And then when some crazy guy on a podcast says, when did Columbus, you know, come to America, you're going to remember <laughs> 1492 because of that silly little song that we were both taught as children mm -hmm. in school. Yes. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Yes. <laughs> and I love learning. I'm a lifetime learner as well. So the more I can know, the more it not only benefits me and keeps my brain going, but it also helps other people because we can pass on our knowledge to those people around us. So go forth, learn today, learn something new. Yeah. And share it because again, yeah. like you, like you said, they're actually sharing and teaching other people what you have learned is one of the best ways to actually remember yeah. and learn and learn yourself. Absolutely. Cool. This has been a fabulous one. I love this. I'm going to go learn something new. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, learn, have a great week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See you.